podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugga, Make United Great Again. I can't remember the last time I said Make United Great Again, probably because I didn't believe it. Um, but last few weeks I'm starting to, it's moving me a little bit, not too much, just a little bit. Uh, but this week I'm joined by Gaz. How you doing, Gaz? What's happening, bro? You all right? I'm, wait, I'm sweltering, man. But otherwise yeah, yeah. I can't I can't complain, man. What are you saying, Stevie? Yeah, we dare, man. We're, we're looking to rise it this season. The optimism, yeah. <laughs> the optimism from the last two months. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, it's it's mad how fickle like you can be as a football fan because you want to love your team, you know. It's not like yeah. a relationship with a woman where you know she treats you badly and you leave her. It's also like with your football team, the worse it treats you, the more you get <laughs> attached, man, and the more you want it to work out. And you know, we've got like the hipster... island over there, man. Exactly. We got the hipster manager in. Um and now we're getting his hipster players for him, a 5'8 centre-back. So, um, like I said to you guys, it's going to be an interesting season, but uh, the first one I've looked forward to for, for a while. Um, so, yeah, before I start, obviously, if you're listening and you're on Twitter but you don't follow the socials, give us a follow at TLF underscore Mugga. Uh, use the hashtag touchline fracker. Join the conversation. Love to hear from you guys, your favourite parts of the pod, etc., etc. And if you really enjoy the pod, Share that with your friends, Manchester United fans or not, because it seems that we've always got a couple of questions from guys who don't even support Man U or listening to this pod for pure <laughs> hate. You ain't going to be hearing no doom and gloom today, brothers. I'll tell you that. Um, with that being said, we've been busy, busy, busy in pre-season. So we've had a couple of games. Liverpool, 4-0 win. And Melbourne victory, uh, also a 4-0 win. Um, 4-1 even. Was it 4-1, yeah? Yeah, because cool. I watched it all, you see. The extended look highlights. At, look at look at this. Look the extended, at this the extended highlights do show the score in the top corner, don't they? You know what yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, me and Gaz dovetail well in it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll watch extended highlights. I'm the aggressor, and he'll just sit back oh. and do the whole thing. You see it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll hold it. He'll set the tempo. He'll dictate play. Yeah, yeah you're balance. just there for the tappings, man. <laughs> cool. Okay, so uh, four nil and four one. So the preseason has started well. 
Um, rather than going into any game in particular detail, because we know it was all sorts of different squads, um, I'd like you guys to, you can break that down into game by game, or you can just go all out, but talk about some of the players that you've seen, some of the things you've seen from Ten Hag's system, and, and what are your thoughts after two preseason games? Um, I'll go I'll go first. Um, I've been impressed. I mean, you try, as I think we said in, in the GC, we try not to get too excited about anything you've seen preseason. Elijah hasn't watched anything <laughs> because of you know he doesn't want to see certain players. I've I've been impressed. I've seen what Ten Hag is trying to introduce into the team. Um, so we've noticed the Hayer is playing a bit higher. He's off his line. Um, we're trying to play out from the back, from through the goalkeeper, through to the centre backs, and that's been very interesting to see the Hayer adapt to that. Um, also noticed the fullbacks roles have changed under under Ten. Um, Stevie, I don't know if you've noticed that as well. I think we spoke about it the other day. Where um, yeah, Dallow and Shaw well. tend to be a bit more inverted, like midfielders, similar to how Pep uses his fullback. So that's been really interesting to observe as well. Boy, guys trying to set Stevie up there nice and early, boy. I see that smile. If you notice that Stevie fucking smoking ganja, huh? Would you say, yeah, 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 I did, bro, I did. <laughs> yeah, no, I did, not, but I've also seen, um, I've also seen the fullbacks, mate. Um, Underlapping runs as well, um, and it's it's something that we didn't see too. I mean, I think Luke Shaw's had it in this game, but something we didn't see too much on the right hand side. Um, and it looks like Sancho is benefited a lot this um, this preseason. I think he's probably been the standout performer um, if you look across the players that have played. Um, and just by taking um, the fullback and giving him an option and taking men away from him, I think it's allowed him. Maybe that split extra second he needs, or a little bit of space in order to, um, in order to find whoever it is he's looking for. He looks sharp. Um, I've been particularly impressed with him because what we got out of him last, last season was a bit mad. There were even. Of... <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to remember how high on his list of detractors you were. <laughs> Yo, I was near the top. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah, I think I remember. Like, boy, if you don't show me something, boy, <laughs> boy these four games are gonna dictate his, these next four games. Serious. If you don't show Stevie of Muga Sutton, boy, these are gonna dictate his whole Manchester United career, um, boy. That's what I you was, were on. I was not. Just, I was just not even happy. on, just even on that. What Stevie said about Sancho benefiting. I think you saw that with the goal which Martial scored against Melbourne, where uh, Sancho, I think he's like manipulating his way through. He's got the ball. And he's he spotted Dallow's like sort of invert run inwards in between like whoever was there. And then obviously Dallow found uh, ended up finding Martial for the goal. I think Luke Shaw benefits massively from this as well. I know a lot of people are, are the tractors of Shaw and I understand it, but I think through his skill set, which I, I think he's a very good passer of the ball. And I think yeah. he's not I don't know, to me, I, I don't view him as as a great athlete. So I think it kind of hides some of his deficiencies as a, as a left back. And enhances some of his some of his skill sets and his ability to pass the ball, his eye for a pass. Um, and obviously, like one v one, I don't think Shaw's great. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like mm. when the uh, attack defending the, or attacking? Oh, defending wise, yeah. Okay. I, I personally don't yeah. think he's great. So, um, so I, I think, think yeah, um, yeah, I think on that left hand side though, um, Shaw certainly in his best season for us. Um, to your point, good passer. Uh, he was probably one of the most technically um, secure players in our team uh, the um, two seasons ago. Also, I think he's quite a good ball carrier for us. 
Um, mm. So he's able to bring the ball further up the field, I think, in the style that we'd hope Maguire might have done, but hasn't been able to. Um, so at his best, if, I think... If, if, if you can do that inwards, if you can do that sort of inside, travelling inside in yeah. great space, then for, for Rashford or whoever's playing on the left, that's a yeah. great benefit for us as and, well. Yeah, and I think I think he's he, he's able to do that. So I would hope that this season, if he's anywhere back to his best, like I know there's been a lot of talk about um, Malaysia, but I still think that sh- um, that spot is Shaw's to lose. Um, but with the competition, because Lord knows Tellers wasn't competition in any shape or form. Um, mm. With the he competition, said after Tellers is gone, he's still here, brother. <laughs> he's still here. He's still <laughs> here. Um, he he had a hall of shame performance at centre back out here, though. Um, Jesus, fair, oh, you, oh, you didn't watch the full thing, so you're hearing it through the grapevine, yeah? Gaz, can you bro, confirm yeah. or deny? Uh, he won't great. Uh, I think he's there for the for the purpose of being left footed. Um <laughs> and, and that's literally it. So take from that what you will. You're simply a left footed human being who's yeah. also a professional footballer, yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> cool. Stevie, you're saying something I interjected. Oh, He's, he's, he's gone off somewhere. He's probably gone to get an ice lolly or something. So, um, Tellez, um, I'm hoping he leaves, to be honest with you. He's one of the players that I'm looking for us to actually um, collect some change on. Like, How much do we buy him for? Like 10, 12 million? Yeah, in, a, in and around that. If we can get anything like that back, that would be... That'd I'll be, be happy, bro. I'll be. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, proper, 100%. Proper, yeah, proper, proper take that. Um, obviously... Sancho's been moved to the right-hand side now. Obviously, that's where we thought he was originally going to play when we bought him, but he spent the vast majority of last season on the left. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think you mentioned last season, guys, that you preferred him on the right anyway. Um, so h- h- how have you liked this change? Uh, it's, it's, it's one of... Well, interestingly, firstly, I think Reams has, has said, oh, he wishes Sancho was left-footed because it would give us a bit more variety in terms of uh, his ability to go inwards and out. But I think Sancho can do that on the right side anyway, even though he's right-footed. I think mm. he can link up with the full-back if he was to go down sort of the right-hand side. But he has the ability and the ball mastery to also travel inwards with the ball. So yeah. I think he's done really, really well. He looks a bit sharper. He looks a bit more positive. He's never going to be uh, a rasher type winger where he's going to try and get past his man with a, with a bolt of speed. And I think, mm. we just, I think the fact that we're a possession-based team now and our principles are of interchanging, moving the ball, uh, pass and move. That benefits him because that's his game anyway. Yeah. Um, so if we can get better technical players around him as well, we will only benefit from that massively. And he will benefit. I expect double figures with ease this season from him. So let's see. How yeah, with ease, that. yeah. You're, stick, you're sticking your neck out for the boy. I think based upon the I fact that I'm... the way we're playing suits him, I think that's the most important thing for me is that, is that style of play. He's a ta- he's a talented think... footballer, but he does have some weaknesses, and in the wrong system, those weaknesses can really be exposed, and that's what he had last season, wasn't it, Stevie? Yeah, I think with players like Sancho, right? Um, like if you look at um, even sort of City's team, um, mm. you might draw some comparisons with like um, Bernardo Silva. Even Mares is not the quickest, but like surround those players with attributes of other players that contribute complement and um, assist them. So if we're going to have Sancho, who's not necessarily the paciest um, on the right, then surround him with a fullback who can get up and down, who can um, be a bit more threatening with with his pace. And Aaron Wan-Bissaka, though, he's not not a 
a slouch doesn't offer mm. the width. He just lacks, he severely um, lacks any sort of technical prowess, any technical mm. prowess that's going to compliment Jaden Sancho. Get a guy at the club, send him back to Palace, send him to Black, Black Ball, Brighton, doesn't matter. Just get him out of here. Because it's for the best. Yeah. He's just not good enough, bro. He's just not good enough. He's just not. Facts. facts. Painfully obvious, really. And it's really, we, we did the boy a disservice even bringing him to this level, to be honest with you. Um, so I couldn't agree. <laughs> I couldn't, no, facts, man. Shoot, shoot the facts. dog, take him out of this misery. Bro. <laughs> facts, bro. Um, on the other side, we've got um, Marcus Rashford. H- how's he been for you guys this preseason? I lean again more to Gaz, who's actually watched the games. Uh, he looks sharper. Um, I, I think there's more to come from him, hopefully. I expect more from him. Um, he took his goal really well against Melbourne. Um, yeah, I, think so he chance. I think he missed a good chance against Liverpool, didn't he? Yes, 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 he did. I yeah. think he sort of rushed it rather than taking his time with it, which was disappointing. But um, he looks he looks sharper. He speak, obviously, he's saying the right things as well. Um, so we take everything with a pinch of salt. But it, look, it looks good so far. I, I like the idea of a front three of, of Rashford. Uh, I'm 9 a.m. I've been 9 a.m. So Rashford, Martial, and Sancho. I like the premise of it because they all have sort of different skill sets which can all complement mm. each other. Uh, Rashford is very much like a 1v1 direct, sometimes to the point where it's too much. Mm. But um, he's very much that. Martial is someone that will drop in, link, interchange. Um, but I noticed he, he's working harder off the ball, which is good. He's working harder. Mm. And then um, Sancho, again, he's someone that likes to interchange. And Rashford and Martial have had a good relationship on the pitch for years. They always, was, they always have done. Yeah. So, so yeah, the promise is there. There's, there's signs that, that it could really work, hopefully. Hopefully, Ronaldo, uh, uh, Mr. C, Sue, whatever the fuck he says. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, he doesn't come and mess things up. But yeah, no, I like that. I like that fun three. Interesting. So, you mentioned Martial. That's five goals in the last two years. Um, he he scored in the game against Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah, scored in both. Yeah. Oh, scored in both, yeah. Um, you said you were, you've been 9 a.m., you're still 9 a.m. I've been about you and I'm still about you. Um, ah. What? <laughs> What are your expectations for him after two horrible years? Yeah, no, it's been bad. It's been bad. Um, that's a tough question because it, it kind of all depends on what the Ronaldo thing says. Um, mm-hmm. I think if ten is is sensible and decisive, I think that's our front three that's been starting in terms of the, the three I mentioned previously. Um, and if if he does start often enough, I expect again I would like twenty goals. Wow, he's got that in his locker. And I think we've always yeah. said it's just down to him as an individual. The talent level was there, but we always questioned his his mentality and and so ten his mentality and his, his application. Yeah. Um. So twenty goals for him. How many you, you um earmarking for Rashford? Oh, oh. Um. In the fifteen to twenty in the league, are we going all comps or league? Sorry. Let's go all comps. Oh, I'm gonna go twenty just based upon last year being a bit of a. Disappointment, so you know, it's a, it's a comeback here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And Stevie, uh, and then sorry, and Sancho. I need numbers. I know you said double figures easily, but I need numbers. Cool. Uh, 10 goals, 15 assists, all comps. Okay. Uh, it's 10 too light. 10 could be light. I'm gonna give him well, 10. Yeah, I'm gonna go 10, yeah. 10 yeah. and 15. Calm. Um, Seb, Stevie, are you? Aligned with um, Gaz's thoughts on the front three and roughly the same place in regards to out output, or um, do you guys have any contradicting opinions? I think kind of like roughly the same. I think I'm less sure about Martial. 
Um, I, no, I, I, hear you. I do hear you. Rightly so. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like, way less sure about Martial. The other two, I think, are capable. Um, um, and I, I'd like give last season a blip to Rashford and Sancho. But Martial has always been someone I've been 50-50 on throughout the years because it's always blue, hot and cold. Um, and like throughout the season and... Yeah, also, as Gaz rightly said, it's also Ronaldo-dependent as well. And there's like a, a thing there where it's like, all right, cool. Martial's done well in pre-season. I ain't really taking pre-season for it. It's just, just pre-season. Mm. But is Ten Hag a man of merit, right? So does, Rush, does Martial start the season and play until he plays shit? Or does Ronaldo come in considering that the excuse is family reasons? And he probably said family reasons to the club. So if he's saying family reasons, and obviously everyone knows what he kind of went through during the season, let's say that's the reason he said. And let's say the reason is totally genuine. The club really can't um, penalise him for that. But then again, obviously, you know, on the flip side, you want to, on the flip side, the cynical person in me says, Oh, like George Mendes is scouting for other clubs. So is it a bit of both or whatever? Mm. But if he stays, like, what's going to happen with Martial? So Martial's thing is still up in the air for me. And you know, he wants to be the main guy, right? Like, I see. He needs to be loved. And that's, that's he, a big problem. He, he needs to really be loved. I see, like, when he's got a preseason, he's hashtagging AM9. So you know, he's loving the number nine thing. <laughs> That's that's what he's that's what he's wanted. So, yeah, man, that's Ronaldo dependent, and I, I'm not too sure on that guy, man. Mm, yeah, um, let's talk about that spanner in the work. So, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, obviously, it's not a surprise, and it's it's well noted that he's trying to um, get out of the club. But it seems that like he doesn't have a buyer. I've seen him linked to Sporting Lisbon. I've seen him linked to Roma. I've seen him linked to all sorts of clubs. Um, I think I think it's safe to say he starts the season with us, isn't it? Yeah, just based upon who's going to be able to afford. We've said it before. Who's going to afford his? Who's going to afford his wages? Who's going to want him? So even buying buying one of the buying presidents or something said, you know, I really respect Oliver his, Kahn. Oliver Kahn, yeah, it probably was. Sorry, yeah, it was Kahn. And he said, you know, I respect his legacy and you know his ability to stay fit, his dedication, his score goals, but he doesn't doesn't fit what we're looking for in terms of our players and our, whatever they're looking for. So it's like, why did, why the fuck couldn't we think like that a year ago? We got, we bought into the hype and it's just disappointing. But, and now we're stuck in this situation. Do you know what I mean? We're stuck in a situation where I don't feel, I personally don't feel as though 10 really wants him. Yeah. Uh, but he's saying all the right things. He's saying Ronaldo's a great professional. He's going to fit into my plans. I want him to play. He's a great goal scorer. But yeah, I, you know, he's stuck in limbo because you kind of have to massage the ego of someone like Ronaldo. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I agree. And you, you see the way you were talking about Martial fighting much more. Ronaldo's not coming to do that, bro. Ronaldo's yeah. not coming to do that. Like Ronaldo's been able to maintain good numbers even up to his late thirties because teams build around him, and teams build around him in a way that he's still able to do what he does best. Uh-huh. But now. And and that's how it's always been with him, obviously, in, in his 20s, his early 30s. That meant Champions Leagues. That meant league titles. That meant Ballon d'Ors. But at this stage of his career, he doesn't justify that. And he's not a team player in the sense where he'll sacrifice his game and do the nitty-gritty stuff for the team. So I think it's just... It's a horrible situation we find ourselves in. Horrible situation. 
He's bloated wages. He hasn't come on preseason, so he's not training with the squad. Actually, learning how we play. If I'm Cristiano Ronaldo, I'll just show up, um, and everything will be fine. But with us needing to play a very specific way, and we'll touch on Ten Hag's comments about uh, Frankie De Jong and what he wants from a from his deepest midfielder. Huh? Um, Ronaldo is very much a span in the works, and probably the main thing that worries me when I think about going into the season because, like you said, Seb. That's a big shout for a manager of Ten Hogs. Any manager, really, to not play Ronaldo. And we know he's not going to take that lying down either. He will cause a ruckus, you know? Remember when uh, my man subbed him against Burnley? Bro. And he was like, you you, get to, you got to take off the young Gs, my bro. Oh, when like, Brentford? Sorry. Brentford. Sorry, Brentford, yeah. You've got to take off the young Gs, my bro. And then when Rashford scored, like, that was my fucking goal. If I was on... <laughs> I would have scored that goal. The guy's toxic, man. Take a pay cut. You've been earning like 50 million a year for the last 10 years, man. Take a bloody pay cut and, and, and go go somewhere else is what I say. But he won't, you know. Guy must be coming up to being worth half a million, half a billion, sorry, if he isn't already. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one thing I guess that worries me. Um, I guess let's talk about some of the younger players. Um, who you guys have been waxing lyrical oh. about in this chat? Um, we'll start with um, Zinedine Zidane Iqbal. Um, this guy, if people could see RGC, if people could see RGC, it would be jokes. They were just, I plucked it out of my head, bro. Um, guys are saying he should, and the reason I'm talking about him mainly is because I didn't know much about him before preseason. Um, and to be fair, I still don't know much about him now, but you guys are. Some guys are saying, you know, he should stay around and hang about for a place in the in the squad, potentially. So what have you guys, and obviously the fact everyone's calling him Zidane in the chat, suggests that he's lighting things up. So tell, tell the listeners, tell me about his game, what you like about his game, what sort of player you think he can potentially be in the years to come and maybe even now. Um, I don't mind going first. Um, he's got quite a unique skill set. When I say unique, I mean, you know, I don't think there are that many footballers that are comfortable receiving the ball with their back to play and then turning on it. Um, and he can do that. He does that very, very well. He manipulates the ball beautifully. Like, you'd think he he must have played futsal at some point during his sort of, like, formative years because he manipulates the ball really well with, with his soul. Very comfortable in the ball. And also, he's very, like, brave making passes as well, like, through the lines and stuff. But his, I think his main attribute is his bravery, sort of getting on the ball and his ability to then turn... Um, no touch on a turn and, and manipulate defenders with, with his movements. Uh, that's, that's what's impressed me. Um, and obviously, he's like the first South Asian uh, player to play for United as well, which is really, really dope. Um, and hopefully more of that to come. But yeah, really good to see him being so confident so far. So yeah, no, I'd like to see him stay around, hopefully. Just because of the uniqueness of his skill set more than anything. I don't think we have any for anyone else that can do that in the middle of the park. I don't know if you would you'd agree or disagree, sir, but I don't think we have that. Um yeah, anyway, maybe if if some other deals come off that can change, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with you definitely. What I've seen um at youth level in preseason, he's definitely comfortable with receiving a ball in, in, in pressure situations and something that you, like you said, kind of back towards goal, uh coming to collect the ball. Um that looks impressive. Like I've seen him a bit in clips um, at youth level. So to be honest, I, I actually generally didn't think like he'd be playing anywhere near the first team for a couple of years, right? Um, and what ha- what happens and what I really, really love about football is that, you know, um, when players get injured, 
young players get take a chance. Opportunity, man. Take take opportunity, opportunity, man. They really take the opportunity. And he seems like he's taking his opportunity. And the only reason why I'd say I'd want him to stay is because I want us to be a merit-based team, right? Even though it's just pre-season, I still want us to be a merit-based team. He's played against, like, Liverpool B team. Actually, no, he actually played against um, the stronger team on the second half, and he played really well. Like, turned out Fabinho, and then obviously played against, like, Melbourne. So you can see he's, like, at a decent level. I'd love to see him stay and be part of the team just because of merit, right? Not because I think he's going to be the best ever player in the world or whatever, mm. but because we need central midfielders. We've clearly been playing with Fred and McTom uh, for a few years, and, you know, we don't know how that's going. So to get players that are comfortable in the central, uh, the centre of the park, to play the way that Ten Hag plays, and he's shown it, I've, just based on merit, man, I just, I just think he just deserves to stay. Um, uh, you know what it is as well, Seb, though? Like... Yeah. Dribbling with the ball in the centre of the park is one of the hardest things to do in football. Yep. It's obviously such a crowded area. So if anyone has the ability to do that, I think that's such an important skill set to have because it completely changes your outlook of how you're going to approach the game. Yeah, mm, you're, you're so right. And you know, the thing with that as well is that in those games, which will obviously happen where things are super tight and teams are playing low blocks and there's no space and we're not able to commit players or create any space, that is uh, with the five subs... That is a player that you can potentially bring on and just give the opposition something different to look at, you know. Obviously, mm. Frankie de Jong supposedly supposed to have that skill set too. Um, but how much will he get to use it as the deepest line midfielder? Um, I don't know. That that's fair enough. Um, what other players have you guys liked the look of? Charlie Savage, surprisingly. Yeah, point. talk to me about Charlie Savage, because I think we all just expected him to be like to be shit. like that. Yeah, yeah shit, basically. I generally expected him to be like his dad. However, uh, again, like similar, I'd seen like some clips of him and he looked all right, but you can never really tell from youth level. And then also yeah. because he's not saucy, he's not the ones that everybody's clipping up all the time, right? Yeah. There's like, other people that are getting like clipped up in his age range and you're like, all right, cool, this guy's going to be the next one. However, he seems to be quite functional. And then he's, he, and, and what's actually very, very interesting is like when I was growing up, right? you'd see like kids like Charlie Savage and they wouldn't really have too much sauce, but technically they'd be the best. They'd be oh, the bro. quickest. They'd be the, the white boys. Yeah. Yeah. They just yeah. Yeah, bro. They will be the, the best. They'll be the fittest. They knew how to get stuck in. They wouldn't give the ball away. And he kind of reminds me of the kind of that, that old school central midfielder that, you know, he doesn't give the ball away. He's the fittest person in the team. He's going to make the tackles and he's going to be a good functional player. Um, mm. but also, he also has intelligence, which is the added thing where some of the balls that he plays, um, I'm really, really impressed with. He doesn't always go backwards. He's always looking to kind of push the ball forwards, spray the ball, um, with, you know, with a diag. And that's what I've really been impressed with. Like, again, I'm not too sure if that, if, if he can kind of make the step up for next season just because the tempo of preseason isn't um mm. isn't, isn't 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 like as isn't as um isn't you know isn't as intense as what it would be in a season so I don't know if he'd get the time to kind of play the passes that he's been playing. However I feel like he should go on a good loan and again like based on merit if he if he does well on loan um he should come back and, and play based on merit. But then again you also have Garner who's actually a similar kind of player who, who literally can do the same thing um, that Charlie Savage can do as well. Um, and But also is, is older and is a bit further along because he's gone on a good loan um, last season. Um, so, yeah, between them two, I think, 
I'd like to see like who makes it out of them too. But Charlie Savage hasn't really done any wrong and he's actually put himself up up the pecking the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think when you say a good loan, are you thinking lower levels of the Prem or Championship? I think high I think the I think uh, an aspiring Prem team in the championship and a middle range team in the Prem, just because you don't want to be going to a team fighting for relegation because again, the type of football they're gonna play is not gonna be conducive Nasty, to Nasty, yeah. Conducive to somebody who really wants to get on the ball, wants to shine technically, who wants to yeah. spray passes. You don't really want to be getting pressed twenty four seven as one of the smaller teams. You want to be in a mid range teams where you're actually playing some teams that you're better than at, at you're better, you're better at, um, you're better than, and then you also your skill set gets to shine as well. Yeah, no facts. You're actually facts. I like, I like, I like the sound of that, man. Cool. So. Pre-season sounds interesting. Are there any other players? I haven't heard much about Ahmad. How come? I think he's done all right. I think he's done all right. He he hasn't lit up the world. He hasn't hasn't lit up pre-season, but I think he's done all right. Done okay. Mm. Okay. So, it's really the midfield. Well, I think the first game, uh, Led come on uh, for Dallow, if I'm not mistaken. And he, he was a right. I'm actually quite intrigued that we want to get another right back. But maybe I think there is like some raw stuff that Led does where he's very, very on just dribbling. Um, yeah. He probably don't have like um, <laughs> the, the the tactical and technical awareness um, that Ten Hag probably requires uh, for his right back and his inverted position. So maybe he, he probably might need another loan to kind of um, to kind of get that into his system because last year. The first half of the year was good, and then he went to Bournemouth, got injured, and then didn't get in the team. Mm. It was kind of shit. So probably a prem team would be great for him this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him get those reps, and whenever he, I used to see the comps of him, it just used to be him going on mazy dribbling runs. Like, just... I, I think, I think so. Just, it just, it, I think that's where yeah, he, sure. he might benefit from actually staying with United and staying with sort of ten and the rest because. I feel as though he needs to maybe learn a bit more about the principles of what Ten wants from his fullbacks. Um, and I'm not saying Ten literally wants all his fullbacks to always be inverted, but it's definitely a part of part of our scheme in terms of how we build up and how we attack teams and how we also defend when we lose the ball. So when you have your inverted fullback in there, he also there, there is a, a defensive mechanism. So I think that would be good for him maybe to stay and learn. And then maybe review mm. and then maybe go and learn them. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting perspective actually in terms of him picking up the things that he's missing in his game um to serve us well going forward. I guess um that kind of naturally leads to a conversation about the transfer market where we've been busy, busy lads. Um that's great because for about a month club had me looking crazy. Every pod I was coming on saying, surely next week we'll sign somebody, surely next week we'll sign somebody. Um and it wasn't happening. But in the space of a, a week, it feels like a week or so. I can't remember how many players we signed by the last pod we just did. We signed about three or four players linked with a couple others as well. Um, so I wanted to talk through them. So we'll start with the most recent signing, Lissandro Martinez. Um, Eric Ten Hag was asked about him today in press conferences. And uh, he's made it very clear that he's going to be, um, yeah, he's going to be playing here. Left centre back sort of role. He said he kind of noticed a gap in the team in regards to that position, and he mentioned his South American warrior spirit, all that stuff that we like. Um, Seb, uh, <laughs> all that stuff that we like. So 
yeah, it looks it looks really, really likely. We have good players there, but I think we need a squad squad that is also good and deep. I analysed and United last year were quite vulnerable over the left part of the defence. He is left-footed and that is an advantage in possession, but also in defending. He also brings a South American spirit, a controlled aggressiveness. I think he will fit really good to Manchester United and our way of playing. He's not the tallest, but he's quite good in the air. I feel comfortable with that. Of course, you need the right balance. He has good timing. That's one of his capabilities. We bring him in not to strength the squad, but the team. So he's a starter, basically, um, yeah. is, is what he's confirmed. And he's going to be playing the left side of defence, which to me means left centre-back, but also some left-back is a possibility too. Um, what do you think, guys? It wasn't a small fee. Um, I think it's about, what, 60 million euros or so. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of the signing all in all? I think it's all right, man. I think like when I look at his stats and I see the way how he plays, especially like when I see the clips, I see that you know he does the things that we're lacking uh, in regards to that like, building up for play and being comfortable. I remember a few times uh, last season where you know we was trying to build up from the back and it it would be passed up to a Maguire and Maguire would pass it back to De Gea and De Gea will pass it back to Maguire and Maguire will turn on it and then he'll get pressed and then he will lose the ball and then the teams will attack. I've seen that plenty and plenty and plenty. Mm. And I've also seen um, on the left side, which Ten Hag is speaking about, when Maguire and Shaw specifically came back into the team, we started shipping goals. And then also, naturally, when that happens, you know, the morale of the team, you know, naturally decreases. Like, we've been actually well. And then Maguire and Shaw come back and, you know, we start shipping easy goals. So I think he's he's literally identified that and he's solved that. And, yeah, if he wants to play with the ball on the floor and he wants to play quick, incisive football, he's found a man for that. Of course, the clear deficiencies are the height. But when I look at the clips and I look at the timing, I look at what, you know, how he kind of uses maybe his aggressiveness and he, he his height, his agility to kind of get to the ball or, you know, time the ball. I want to give it a chance, man, long story short, man. And then also mm. on top of that, if you also have the ball, um, 70%, 65% of the time, when are the, when are the other team going to get a chance to actually cross the ball in? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So if you want to be a possession-based team, you want to control the game, right? You're really going to be under that type of, that type of duress, right? So, um, yeah, I want to see how it goes. Yeah. When you said that, well, I closed my eyes. I just saw Chris Wood at the back right. post. Most <laughs> <laughs> the videos I've been seeing on Twitter, <laughs> I've seen so many Hasbullah meme videos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's medical, and someone said, "Yeah, it's tough out here for five foot nine guys." And as a five foot nine guy, I can identify with the abuse we've been receiving on Twitter. Yeah, the- is that what did I? Why are you dragging me into this? Yeah. Why are you dragging- <laughs> like, what did I do? And me myself, I'm giving Martinez stick over his height, but <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think he's gonna be like, he's like, when have you ever seen anyone five nine do anything <laughs> decent in this world? <laughs> um, I think he's gonna be a really good signing for us, though, because I think one, um, obviously Ten Hag has his way of playing, and um, the defense were chaotic last season. Mm. On the so to have somebody who can come in right away. Um, and understand the way Ten Hag wants to play and build out from the back, I think, um, is is a massive factor and and, and why we've gone out for um, Martinez other than, I think, Pau Torres was, was the other guy we had on our scouting list, Lord knows why. But also, so I think the 
a left-sided centre-back who's left-footed um, is quite a rare thing in football. Like You don't get too many of them that are that talented. And for someone with his passing range, um, looks like it'll, it'll be really good for us in terms of opening up passing angles. Um, but then also what it does is, so if that side's secure for him, it also, I think, puts Maguire under a bit more pressure. Like last season, um, even though he was captain, um, to a large extent, there's not too many people who can play that left centre-back role. Whereas now, if he's going to play right centre-back, he's definitely competing with um, with Varane. He's definitely competing with um, Lindelof. And, and you still have Bailly in there as well. So there's only a certain level below which his performances can drop before he will be he'll be dropped so he will have to play better and I think I'd like to hope that him playing on his stronger side will also open up better passing angles for him um so I'd hope that it will come with an improved performance from um from Maguire as well so I think it'll be a good signing to be honest the height thing everyone has their deficiencies so um Mm. yeah I think this one we can we can accept the risk yeah it's so interesting uh, maybe not interesting is not the word, but when we were talking about um, where he's going to play, and I think myself and Seb both said, got a little outside feeling that he might play midfield. And you're like, nope, centre-back defo. Um, I think we had a conversation about Timber as well when we were still linked. Um, I've realised with you, it's just Occam's razor. Whatever's the most simple and obvious answer is what you're going to go with. Never any kind of like nuance, you know? You, you pour that creativity into your into your dreads. Um yeah. Cool. Um, he he strikes me as (laughs) he just strikes me as really deliberate in it so I just I couldn't see why he would go against sign a centre back uh, and then play him DM or sign a centre back and play him right back yeah fair enough just on just on just on uh, the the signing as well though I know you guys have spoken about sort of the technical aspects and the tactical but like I think just importantly he seems like someone that's like very passionate and like doesn't take a lot of shit and I feel like anytime things have gone wrong for United on the pitch in the last year and a half everyone's heads are down and it's a load of like sulking so-and-sos and big time Charlies whereas I feel like he's got some actual character to himself if we're losing 2-0 it's not fucking the game's not done and I, I, I know it sounds yeah. like a bit of a passion merchant comment to make but I think that's an important facet of football where things aren't always going to go your way and he seems like someone that will like really really change that sort of mentality so I'm looking forward to seeing that as well yeah, you're right. He seems like um he seems like he's a he's a fighter, which we have a squad Tomine is a bit of a fighter, uh, you know. Wait, I, don't I, don't care as well, but I don't care about fighters who are no, shit. Wait, no, I'm not even landed. I'm not even landed. <laughs> I'm not even landed. I was gonna say those man those men aren't good footballing players, so it's kinda like all the bark, um, no bite. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with Martinez Judging from what we've seen from him in the in the comps and, and what he done at Ajax, it looks like he'll be a fighter, but also he'll back it up with some good footballing ability. And I think that that's like leadership material in itself. So I think that is a, yeah. a, a real missing facet. Agreed. And to me, that fighting thing is, is not really about the tough talk and the kicking people and stuff. It's oh no, about, no, of course. It's about having that courage on the pitch. So it's in a bad situation, will you demand the ball? In a tough situation. Will you take the ball and make things happen? And yeah, and for all his faults, that was something that Pogba never shied away from. Um, but working our way further backwards, the signing before Martinez was a certain Christian Eriksen. This one has been linked for a few weeks. 
Obviously, apparently, he was making a choice between ourselves and Brentford, and obviously had to have a medical and whatnot. Um, but he's come in a, a previous Ajax player as well. Ten Hag sounds really happy about that. Um, I think before he came in, a lot of us thought he'd operate deeper, but it sounds like Ten Hag's idea is for him to play a bit further forward, which potentially makes him a uh, different option to a certain Bruno Fernandez. Um, what he's, are your he's, he's the total opposite of Bruno, man, which is like <laughs> so interesting because it's like you've got Bruno risk, 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 risk. Whereas uh, Ericsson seems a bit more of a craftsman and a bit more, a bit more like you know, uh, what word am I looking for? He just seems a bit more has an understanding of how to play football on a basic level. Whereas Bruno has a lot of gung ho and a lot of risk. So that that's going to be interesting, bro. Really, really interesting, man. Yeah, um, he obviously knows Ten Hag's system a little bit. I think when he was working his way back into fitness, he went and he trained with them, um, with Ajax, that is. So um, it'll be interesting. Obviously, he's a free transfer, so no risk and all, all reward, really. And again, it kind of just increases that technical level of the squad, isn't it? We've spoken um, so often about that lack of technique within the squad. So it's great to see that happening. Um, obviously, Malaysia, we've already we've already spoken about, I think, the last pod, we'd already signed him. Um, I'm not going to speak too much about Frankie de Jong, apart from touching on the comments that Ten Hag made about him, because I think a lot of us saw him potentially playing a little bit further forward. But Ten Hag then spoke and it was... I, very... no, no, I, I saw him playing as a double pivot, as a six. Did you? Yeah, well, I think the further forward aspect is where he's playing at Barca, and that's what's not going well for him, right? He, 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 he the deeper like the deeper role. Yeah, which, I think you all um, said that, right? Yeah, I think the deep the deeper role, um, the six, um, and being the deepest man is where he thrived in in, in Ajax. So, yeah, I don't think I think that's like right for like Ten Hag to, you know, talk about that specific role. I know obviously he wasn't really drawn into that conversation, but. He spoke mm. about that that comfortability of that number six having, and that he, there's not many people that that can do that, and that's very very true. There's not many people that can be press resistant that can do all the things that you need to do from a from a number six. Um, yeah. And it's like you know what what why I am really really on Ten Hag getting uh, De Jong is is because bro, like if I'm if I'm a fucking um, orchestrator or whatever, and I'm doing my symphony, bro. And I ain't got my fucking left guitar. It's not gonna sound right, bro. Or whatever the piano. It's not gonna sound right, right? I need all of my instruments together, and I want to create my thing, right? Mm. I, I don't want any other. I want to create my symphony. I want to create my song. And if this cat, this per, this this little piece is a is a key piece to that, there's no point in saying why don't you get this player? Why do you not? What? No, this player is the key piece. You know, there might be other players I can kind of subsidize, but this is my core piece. This is the conductor. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. So yeah, for me, I'm all in. I'm all trying to get this this thing done. And obviously, I just see a report that Man United are not even able to pay the 17 million, even if we wanted to, because of uh, tax and legal reasons. Yeah. So can't pay Frankie De Jong's 17 million pound, uh, 17 million euro wages. So it's literally Barca. Like if, but like, yeah, literally, Barca have to pay it. Simple as that. Boy, yeah, and I think apparently he has a loyalty bonus that kicks in as well. So, yeah, we, you're getting the, the press report saying he wants to say he does not want to leave. Um, I've actually, I don't really take them seriously, to be honest with you. I think it's what you're you you do when you're trying to um psych out if psych is a word, but you're trying to basically um make Barca think that you I'll, I'll sit in, I, I want my money, so. 
I've always maintained that we don't pursue him this long. We don't spend this much time on this transfer if we don't already have assurances that if a bid is accepted, the player will come. And that's the easiest conversation to have for Ten Hag, who's worked with him before, who have access to be able to just be like, this is what I'm trying to build. I want you here. You're going to be a key player. You're going to be a mainstay in my team. Um, There's no way he'd have us chasing down a player who he knows doesn't want to come here. It doesn't make any sense. So, obviously, it's funny to to post, oh, um, De Jong doesn't want to come, doesn't want to move. It's... I think there's a reason why this coming from all um, Barcelona-based journalists. Um, we've seen how far that club has fallen but off. Look at what they say, though. Like, look at what they say. That they say De Jong wants to stay out of Barcelona. They're not saying why, right? They say <laughs> he wants his money. He wants his fucking money. They literally just like, what, De Jong wants to stay. Yeah, of course. I want fucking money, bro. Oh, yeah, it's about 17 bro. million, bro. It's not. Oh, it's not. It's all the shit. All the shit that's old to me. <laughs> Facts. Uh, and as you said, just going on uh, the Ten Hag thing and the assurances thing, 100% Frankie De Jong wants to come. Like, I know that for a fact Like, he 100% wants to come. It's just the money. If the money thing can get sorted, De Jong will be in a Man United shirt, like, tomorrow. Like, and it's literally 17 million. And that, mm. that's all it's going to come down to, really. Like, yeah. if not, not pay the 17 million, he stays. Um, yeah. You know, if they do, he comes. Right, but imagine seeing your club buying player after player. Do you see his comment? They're splashing cash, bro. Comment. Do you see his comment yesterday? Now, nah, what did he say? He said something like, oh, this is not good the way I've been treated or something like that. He said on Instagram. I thought he liked somebody saying that. Mm-hmm. I think he liked somebody making the comment. He didn't say it himself. I think he's oh, trying, okay, he's trying right. to be the politics game a bit. Yeah, um, sure. Just to read Ten Hag's comments about Frankie De Jong. <laughs> We're looking for a player who can play in the holding midfield position, but it has to be the right one. There are not many in that position capable of the level we demand. When we can't find him, we have to deal with the players in our squad now and we will develop one in that position. I will not react on a certain player. We need the right player. We have a list and we qualify as a player who has the competency to play that role. We will strike the moment the player is available. So, all you know, very specific word in there again from Ten Hag. I think it was you guys who mentioned that he's not like one of these guys in the press conferences who try to like, Wrap the press around his fingers, run banner mm-hmm. with them. Very matter of fact, um, in regards to how he deals with the press, and yeah, it's 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 really showing. So I think this saga is going to go right down to the wire, people. Um, and I think Ten Hag is happy to wait for for Frankie, who he sees as a key key player. Um, we had an interesting link to their player. I actually hadn't watched any of, and and before the pod, I watched a ten minute uh comp, and I'm all in now. Um. Jonathan Klaus of Lens, um, right wing back last season. Um, some people have used that to suggest we may be going with a back three at times, a three four three, three five two. Um, but I think the logic will probably be more to come in and play right back. We know the options are Dallow and Wambasaka. Um, the fee that's been floated around is seven million. Guys, he can carry the ball, he can pass, he can create, he can move the ball up the pitch, tenacious as well. Um I like the look of this. This would be a really left field, not obvious signing. And it's the sort of, he's 29, which I'm fine with, which is the sort of signings that you want to see your team making. So fingers crossed that it happens because 7 million is chump change to us, honestly. It's nothing money. That and uh, uh, Malaysia signing, those are both key signings where I'm like, okay, this is why I wanted the hipster manager. Mm. Because like certain men 
that you might not really have certain profiles, yeah. Yeah, profiles. It's just like, do you fit the profile of what I'm trying to do, regardless of the name, regardless of what team you're coming from? You're just you, you fit a certain profile. Can we improve you? Yep, cool. That's it. Come true. And then they, they also, they, what's also good is that they're not all big money signings, right? He's looking for cheaper signings, you know, I mean, that's just like 12 million euros or mm. 18, I can't remember. And then this you is like 7 million, right? I think that makes sense. And like you, like you, Dan, I, I obviously went to go look at some clips and he, he can cross the ball. He's got a great delivery. And as mm. you see, carry the ball, looks like quite nippy. And yeah, man, it, competition for places. I think that's super exactly. important, man. Like yeah. having squad, having having that squad depth, especially. And he, he keep, Ten Hag keeps speaking about uh, the uh, the uh, the World Cup, right? So having that squad depth, um, you know, during that time and after that time when players are fatigued, uh, are going to be really. It's going to be real crucial. Trust me, it's going to be people. Uh, we think we said it on the main plot yesterday. At least one club is going to come dusted after the World Cup. Due right. to a couple of due to a couple of injuries, so yeah, hopefully it's not us. Fingers crossed in that regard, because we know going into World Cup, always one or two major players get injured and end up missing the tournament. So yeah, we could we could definitely see that happening. I think, um, and this is my thing about these coaches who are or man, coaches who actually also lead the training sessions and are quite involved in a technical manner because. They know when they're going through these exercises, and we saw it in the exercise he did the other week where he was shouting at Bruno, um, they know exactly what they're looking for with players in regards to the actions that they're taking out. Um, so because they know what they're looking for, they can watch a game and see a player who has what they're looking for and doesn't have what they're looking for, right? And they know it doesn't have to be the £50 million guy at Real Madrid or AC Milan or wherever, and it can be a £7 million signing from Lens. So... Um, yeah, I hope I hope he comes in and again just improves that quality within the squad. Um, fingers crossed that the links are the links are legit, man. So, guys, I was saying earlier, um, I'm looking forward to this season. We've got a lot going on. We've got uh, the rebirth of certain players we've had poor seasons. We're bringing in more players, different players. The team looks like it's got a way that it's trying to implement and play. We've got a few young G's who are coming up who are interesting we know we love a young g or two who we can kind of pin the hopes of the future on so um it's interesting times man i think this season coming up is going to be um a classic to be honest with you you've got a bunch of clubs really going for it um and it looks like we want to be right in the mixer so add klaus add frankie Dion, potentially those two players um and maybe we get another attacking player and then we're in business boys we're in business um but let's finish up with some listeners' questions, as we usually do. Uh, the first question is from Tyrell. One up, shout out Tyrell. He plays for the Muga Five Aside team. It looks like Martinez is going to play centre back. Are you guys comfortable with that? Also, who will be his partner in defence? Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. Um, I think football. Uh, I I don't. I think people kind of overestimate. How many long balls we see in the Premier? Don't get me wrong; it is quite a direct and fast game, but I don't think it is as as direct as it was 10, 20 years ago. Um, there might be situations like set pieces, which could be somewhat of an issue. Um, but I think, generally speaking, he's going to enhance our, our ball paint uh, potential. He's going to give us balance as a left sided centre half with a left foot, mm. um, and obviously the skill sets we mentioned before and his actual personal attributes. I think he'll be fine. I think. I think if we're smart, we manage Varane's minutes. I don't think. Wow. 
Is yeah, that where we are, yeah. I think we've seen enough proof in in his time as just as a footballer where he's injury prone. So I, mm. I don't think we can afford to play him every single game. Um, so I feel as though, at least for now, Maguire might not be in first choice with him. But Varane is Varane. You can't. I don't know. It's, this is a tough one. It'll be interesting anyway, at least. It'll be very interesting to see how... He's 29. He's on 350k a week, bro. He he can't play every, he's got, he's got play, to play every yeah. fucking minute, man. It's just that injury record, bro. Do you know where I'm coming from? Ah, we got, we've signed the dud, yeah? Another French dud. Fuck. Florentino Perez got all the juice out of him, then he flung him at us, man. We paid a big, we paid a big fee for a player with a year left on his contract, 40 mil. And he's on 350k. He's on 350k until I think 2026. Champions League for boy. Yeah, let's see, man. Um, I, I, I still think, I think Maguire will be found out at some point. When I say found out, I just feel as though his time may come to an end soon. But um, he's club captain for last year. He'll probably end up starting the season. And you don't spend 60 odd million on the left side of centre half for no reason. So, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, f- f- fair enough. Um. I'm looking forward to seeing it as well. Um, next one is from ZS underscore London, regular listener. Shout out ZS. With this Frankie De Jong, with this Frankie De Long saga continuing to anger me, who is the best alternative we could realistically get? I'm saying Ruben Neves. Like they're different players, but like that that obviously a bit of coaching has to come into there. But yeah, I'm saying Ruben Neves. Yeah, that was your that was your guy, yeah. It's my guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about ten, uh, ten. Frankie De Jong as the deepest midfielder in the PMP Prem, man. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, his skill set is very unique. So I think um, where Ten Hag said we'd look internally, you know who I think he'd try and use to replace him? Fred. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, I think Fred's um, mobility... Uh, his ability to press and win the ball back as well, as well as being kind of decent and able to find an odd pass through the lines, um, make him an interesting prospect if you can kind of mould him a bit more. He, you can see he's kind of has moments in these first two games. I watched the first half of the first game, um, but then he also has the moments that you mentioned on the main pod, Seb, where he's still Fred, man. Um, next one is from Alan Salon Esquire. Will Ten Hizzy use the leverage he now has over an unwanted CR7 to keep him out of the team, or is that too much to ask? And why did CR7 go public when no one wanted him? Um, I think he has to keep him out of the team, as I said earlier on in the pod, just mm. based on merit. And, beca- and like, if you want uh, a good like team ethos and team spirit, it's not good to kind of, you know... Nobody's above the team. Yeah, you, you shouldn't really do that. So that's going to be an interesting saga. Um, and, you know, going public, I mean, I guess, like, George Mendes can't visit every club in the world. So I'm sure George Mendes... <laughs> like yeah. Two or three clubs. Uh, th- those, you know, the Chelsea thing was probably in the... In the um, in the balance because the 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 new man um the new owner wanted him um to show I, I guess to show probably hadn't given a yes or no at that time so they probably wanted to go public to force United's hands to sell him to Chelsea. It then turns out that to show doesn't want him and various other clubs including Bayern don't want him and he's already you know shown his hand. 
now many clubs don't want, well, all of the top clubs are looking at, you know, financially and looking at like what you bring to the team and they don't want you. I think he's in a bit of a fuck position, right? It's like the weirdest position I've ever seen a player being in because you're 37. However, you still in your head believe that you're probably 29. So you still feel like... He's insane, bro. Bro, in his head, he feels like he should be playing at the very, very top level. And everybody in the world is saying, no, no. So what do you do now? Facts, man. You're absolutely fucking insane, brother. Yeah. And you cost a king's ransom in wages each week, man. Exactly. Guy, man's out top level till I'm 40. Bro, bro, please allow me, man. Okay. Allow me. Why did we bring... Well, to be fair, he saved us from having an even more catastrophic season last year, but it hasn't... It's not worth distress, man. It's not It's not worth distress because sixth or tenth last season, both would have been bloody dusted, man. It's not like any of us are particularly happy to be in the Europa League. If anything, we see it as a competition that we can give our younger players a bit of, of, of minutes, you know. Um, so it's been a lot of stress keeping this, this guy uh, around and keeping him happy. Um, Ragbanistan, assuming we get all our main targets in, how would you want us to line up to start the season? Talking formation and personnel. So firstly, what formation would you guys want us to go with? Um, should we should we do like a, a joint one so so we all agree? On yeah, it? yeah. Four three three for me. Same, because I think it's it's quite a fluid formation that become a it can become a four two three one, it can become a four five one, um, and all the four, four formations are quite fluid anyway. But I agree, mm. three for me. Cool. Um, who would be your starting back line then? Uh, based on that compass or Jonathan Klaus goes right in, man. Ah. <laughs> to that cup I saw, he's starting. He's our starting right back. If all the people that we're supposedly linked linked to come in, um, I'd go with Iran, um, Martinez, and Shaw. I was just about to say that I'm going Shaw just now mm. because I think Malaysia has a, some adjusting to do. Agreed. I think he. I think he's still a bit raw. Um, mm. but he'll get there. Right, I, I see. Yeah. This so yeah, like I'd go short to start. Yeah, with the idea in my mind that as the season goes on, he probably replaces him. And I guess the reason I'm smiling, Seb, is we're two of the more vocal Luke Chaw detractors um, in, in the business. To be honest with you, yeah. if you ever were on on um, on um, the Discord, you would have known even when he was playing well, we weren't having it. Facts, we weren't having it because the period where he's played well, in comparison to the poor periods. It's it's like a mountain to a molehill. Um, so yeah, that would be my back four. So obviously, you guys have got Frankie as your deepest midfielder. Who? What two midfielders are you playing with him? Mm. Fred and Bruno, I think. Fuck. I'm going. I'm Fred going, and Ericsson. I'm going Zidane. Oh, I forgot about Ericsson. Shit. The guys, Zidane and Ericsson. Why are you laughing when you're saying Zidane, bro? Come on, man. You're not going to Zidane, come on, man. You're an Ericsson, bro. I have an issue, though. I feel like we're ignoring the need for some athleticism in there, man. We need we need legs proper. I know Zidane can move. I'm not acting like he's a slouch, but I feel like we need some athleticism in there, man. That's Fred, bro. I think that's Fred. That's what I'm saying. Fred's getting in, I'm telling you, lot. Cool, Fred and Ericsson. Yeah, I know you, you like Ericsson, don't you, Seb? Yeah, I'm a big fan. It's a good player. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a good player. And then front three? We know the front three, man. We know the front three. My brother, AM. You get me? Come on. 
Jaden Sanchez in the building and my boy Rush. Let's go. See our who. Forget that. <laughs> yeah, that's, me. that's me too. Yeah, that's that's me. I can't believe in 2022 I'm still pinning hopes on Anthony Marshall, man. This is this is insane. This is insane. This is would absolutely. You, would you rather pin your hopes on CR? No, I wouldn't. That's the problem. That's Let's where go. this club has me. We're that's stuck. where this club has me, bro. But we're linked with potentially like Ivan Tony, is what I'm saying. I'm seeing. Are you having that? N- nah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely not. Take it all the way old school, man. Knock it long to the big man. Please do not fucking kill me, man. I want Skamako. Uh, he's a good striker, man. He's a good striker for the patron did with Elijah and um, Elijah and Stevie when mm. we were looking at strikers. We looked at Darwin Nunes, wasn't having him mm. at all. Still not. Um, Skamaka looked really good, man. I think he's 25, 26 now. Yeah, he's um, West Ham band or West Ham are interested, isn't they? They're looking, it's him or Broja, and it's looking like, it seems like, oh, yeah, it seems like Broja's the one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Broja's the one, and PSG have gone for Etikite or Kitike, however you say yeah. it. Um, yeah. so. I don't know what's going to happen with Skamaka. I, I could, wouldn't be surprised if a um, Juventus or AC Milan or one of them boys grabbed him. But he's mobile. He can shoot. Obviously, he's got physical presence with him being 6'5". It'd be interesting. And we know that Ten Hard loves us target man type striker as well. So I'm actually surprised that we're not at least fishing around, you know? Um, it does look like we do want another attacker. And I think... Um, Ajax has priced himself out of Anthony, so I'm looking to see where he goes now. Well, Whether he's, you know what, fuck it, let's go for a centre forward rather than uh, the the right winger I did want. Um, I'm actually very, very interested to see what position in in the attack he actually adds to. I I want it to be centre forward, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, like before. Um, earlier today, I was up for Memphis, but when I see the way Henri parred him off, yeah, no, I'm not bringing that to my club the foot, bro. Bro, hard him off, bro. I don't know you, fam. You're trying to bread me, bro. Like, love it, bro. I know Reese kind of got that mentality as well. He would be like, why are you trying to bread me to an next man as well, man? He's a type of guy, bro. You need to go do some more straps. You you need to go do some more work, man. Get some more straps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you track, oh, what? Almost top score for Netherlands all time. Not enough, man. Can you do Memphis? Can you do one touch? Maybe one touch, you know, and then you go. So, yeah, uh, Memphis Depay obviously can play across the front line. He had that horrible time here where he put on too much mass, in my opinion, lost his agility and explosiveness. Um, yeah, completely went down the hole. And LVG, who brought him in, was more than happy to see the back of him, to be honest with you. Um, next question is, um, I love Magnums. Where are you expecting Ericsson to play? Eight or ten, and who does he replace? I think we've discussed that he's a natural um, rival to Bruno, and eight is where we'd expect him to play. Um, next one is Keemzy eight six eight. Assuming we sign the players we are linked with, Frankie De Jong, Klaus. He mentioned Anthony, but I also saw the report you saw Seb, um, so I won't include Anthony. How would you rate our window out of ten? For me, it can't be higher than six if we don't sign a DM. Yeah. I think, well, Frankie I think, would be considered the DM, so yeah, I, I think and- yeah, I, I'm having. I'm, if Frankie's going to be our deepest player, and we're going to um, move with uh, a, another box to box six, then for me it would be more so like a, a seven or an eight. Mm. How about you guys? Um, if Frankie is in. It's a seven. If 
maybe even a seven and a half, just based on like principle principles of ten alongside the profile he's looking for. If it's not, it's maybe like a low six. Um, I think with Frankie as a DM, I I have a feeling if he has Frankie as a DM, it's not it's not necessarily like a solo pivot role. It would be with like a Fred or or someone like that alongside as a ball winner. So mm. that would then would be you see it's like a midfield three, but then two and one rather than one and two. Yeah, mm. so then it's a balance of skill sets. You've got someone like mm. Frankie who can dribble with the ball, can penetrate through his passing and dribbling, and then someone yeah. like a Fred who can help win the ball back and sort yeah. of ha- harass and chase around. So it's, yeah, let's let's see. Yeah, let's cool. Next question is from Chip. Chip Chip was here. Um, which United team of the past would be best suited to the Prem era that we're in now? Oh six oh nine man. Oh six yeah. Oh six oh nine. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, that I think specifically, up. specifically that second year team, so the 07, oh, 07, 07, 08. 07, 08. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was the best team we had. R- Rooney, Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez will be causing havoc right now. Mm. Absolutely havoc. Nah, man, those were the days when we were king. Yeah, Bro, yeah. we had man like Lewis Nanny just like there as an option, squad option. You had Anderson, squad option. You had uh, Scolzi. Right. Oh, take me back, take me back. Yeah, no, f- absolute facts. We had Nani, we had Anderson as well. Um, Wes Brown took it all the way back and he had a couple of really good seasons at right back. He had Carrick, he had skulls in him. Not quite, not into his last, last days. Um, he had skulls who was, I think, still in his early 30s. Um, we had Rio, you had Vidic, you had Evra, you had Fergie, oh man. You had Ronaldo, just... De- Demon Ronaldo, ah man, yeah, good that, team, good good. that team was good and it had depth. Fam, just let's look. Let's just take it as a basic. Yeah, this league let this Ronaldo come six and score eighteen goals. Yeah, yeah, that Ronaldo would have done a, would have done a madness. Imagine yeah, with Rooney, remember that Rooney as well. Rooney That's what I'm saying. So look at Rooney as well. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that, that team, and I would love to have seen that team go against. Um, yeah, I would have loved to see that team go against um, Manchester City and Liverpool, man. That would have been that would have been so sick to watch, man. Yeah, Van der Sar, Gary Neville, Evra, old Neville, though, he didn't actually play. Evra, Hargreaves, Rio, Wes Brown, Cristiano Ronaldo, Anderson, Saha, Rooney, Parchi Song, Gabriel Hines. Nemanja Vidic, Carrick, Nani, Skulls, PK barely played. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer didn't play. Yeah, Johnny Evans didn't play. Come on, man. Johnny Evans didn't play. Um, John O'Shea, um, Darren Fletcher, Sylvester got some minutes. Tevez. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, this was these were the days for real, for real. I'd love to see that team in the, the in the Premier League when they had the mix of PMP technique leaders match winners um technical quality physically dominant yeah that was a proper proper team um and final question is from Bank of You Smith if the league started today where do you predict we will finish if the league started today mm. i think we'll finish fifth yeah yeah i think fifth man i think we haven't done enough and the team hasn't been um, with Ten Hag long, long enough. Mm. 
So who would you have above us right now? I'd have Spurs, Chelsea, um, Liverpool, Liverpool, City, City. and then... um, That's four. Yeah, and then, yeah, us fifth. Yeah. Not not, not bad. Like I was saying to you yesterday, this season's going to be... I think it's going to be an all-time moment. It's it's so peak. I don't know. Like, I generally... Because I... I, I, Spurs are my favourites. If they get... If they uh, they back James Madison... They're my favorite. If they get Madison, Spurs by James Madison, they got to be title contenders, man. So, like Spurs are my favorites, which is I haven't said that in God knows how long. What, um, for the league, yeah, for the league. If they, league. if they grab James Madison, if, he they, said. if they if they grab Madison, they're they're my favorites because I think they all have like an equal eleven to everybody else, um, positional wise. Um, I think they have a, a a manager as good as everybody else. Um, and yeah, it'll literally be open, man. Liverpool's slightly weakened. There's the unknown of Haaland and Alvarez in this league. We don't know what they're going to produce. It's unknown. Of course, they're top players respectively in their own league, but this league is yeah. totally different. You know, it's totally different. So we, it's the unknown of that. Um, yeah, Nunes unknown. Um, no money. The clutch gene that's unknown. Chelsea kind of going through a rebuild. Lukaku gone. They still they're still looking for that that big central striker signing, which is a big thing for them. Spurs have made so many additions in key places. Um, you know, like uh, you know, right for Conte's team. Um, I think that they're right in the mix, man. They're quite equal to to everybody else. Yeah, yeah, guys, listeners who come on to Muga to hear us be gutted. You won't get none of that this season, to be honest with you, because I think I've always maintained, as long as I enjoy watching my team play, I can see what we're trying to do and I can get behind that, then I can enjoy watching my team. It's watching 11 players run around with like a headless chickens and have a manager either bullshit you at the post-game or spend the post-game dating the obvious that was absolutely doing my head in. So it's going to be interesting to see how this team grows and develops. Um, Gaz, Seb, that's, that's always a, a pleasure, lads. Um, I say what I say at the end of every pod these days. Hopefully a, a couple more signings um, tied up by the time we meet up again next Monday. Yeah, but that would be sick, man. A couple more signings and then some clear um, some clear instructs, well, indication on what youth players are going to be you know, mm. in this team. So that we might end up with five new signings and three new youth players in the team. And some outgoings as well, man. Let's make some money. Yeah, man. Let's go. All right. Nice one, boys. Peace. Peace nice out. one. Sweet. Rashford. He's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores.
black one, snap two, that's your dance Like Rashford, I'm a fast one. Thank you, man. Mars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Mars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Podcast Network.